You are listening to Aldrin Simpia on SAFM weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Remember, our studio line is 86 Please tell us about what you are witnessing on the ground. Please be our eyes and ears today. Be our eyewitness reporter. Uh, you can also give me a voice note to drop me a voice note on 614 You can tweet your pictures and videos as well at Aldrin Simpier, and I'll share them with the rest of our followers online. 614 You can also drop me a tweet at Aldrin Simpier, and our studio line is 86 what should we make of government's response to this national shutdown? President Cyril Ramaphosa announced last week that the army uh, would be on high alert to protect South Africans should a need arise. Police have also been monitoring the shutdown to ensure people who are marching adhere to the law. We have also heard a bit earlier on that there have been a couple of arrests. We're just waiting for the national tally. But later on, we will be speaking to Atlande Mate, who is the national spokesperson uh, for the police. Earlier on, the minister of police had said that around 87 people have been arrested. We speak to Asanda Washeng next, a political analyst who joins us to have this conversation with us. Asanda, good afternoon and thank you so much for yeah. making time for us. What do you make of a government's response? Was it a precautionary response considering, for instance, that uh, how the protests have gone today fairly um, fairly peaceful? There have been some incidents of violence, quite sporadic though, and some arrests as well. Um, good afternoon and thank you for having me. I think that, you know, the the government's response was in some ways heavy and handed compared to what we've seen before. And uh, I think that, you know, we always have to balance the need for the government to be able to protect people when there is the potential of, of the outbreak of violence, as we saw in, in July 2021. Nobody ever wants to have a, a repeat of that. But from a perspective of democracy, you also don't want a government that suppresses dissent and that uses state apparatus to suppress that dissent, that, that dissent because that can lead very quickly and very easily to a Americana-type situation. And it's interesting that you that you mentioned that because the ANC itself is very is very much alive to that. A statement that has been doing the rounds um, early on today is that one from uh, the 30th of June 2021, and this was when uh, the people of Eswatini were planning a national shutdown. And this is what the ANC said in their statement. The chairperson of the International Relations Subcommittee at the time, Lindy Wezulu, saying the use of security forces to quell political dissent and the failure to address legitimate civilian concerns complicates the conflict and adds fuel to the fire. Economic and political stability is further compromised. But then where did they lose all of that? Yeah, this is exactly the problem that, uh, you know, as I say, it's a very tricky balance to manage for any government, but it's even more important for our government to think about how much is enough in terms of uh, responding with, uh, you know, responding in cases like this. And I think that, you know, far, first of all, far too much money was spent on the exercise and secondly it it wasn't it wasn't necessary in the way that the government thought as we have seen because what we what we also know is that this protest was never going to necessarily be the huge humongous protest that people were talking about precisely because it is the day it sits between a weekend and uh, and a public holiday which is tomorrow and so most people actually do take leave and go off to visit their relatives because South Africa is still very much 
a migrant labor community or society. And so a lot of people use that time to go home, which is usually quite far from where people actually live. And so the chances of them participating in the first place were actually quite low. But if you also look at what the, what the EFF managed to do, considering all those conditions, I think it, they can declare it a success because, you know, they were trending on Twitter for most of today and uh, probably most of, of yesterday and a lot of the past two weeks. And if you think about it, not in terms of was it a success for, for today, but rather we are firmly in the year before politics the date hasn't been announced yet but we know it's going to happen in 2024 before the elections so the EFF is making sure that they're top of mind. They're using the medium that most young people use, which is uh, social media. And they know that there's 13 million, 13 million South Africans, young South Africans who have the potential to vote, who didn't get up and vote at the last national elections in 2019. And if you consider the fact that the ANC won that election by 10 million votes, if they can wake up the sleeping giant, that is those 13 million young people, then potentially if all those people vote for them, they could essentially mm. win the election. So I'm not saying before everybody comes to me, I'm not saying that the EFF is going to win the election, but what I'm saying is that they are implementing a strategy looking at the future where they are focusing on young people because the young vote is the one that has the highest potential of growth right now as we speak. And a year before 2024, you need as many people coming out and standing up for you. And the reason why I'm talking specifically about youth is that we know the EFF has recently been winning a lot of campus uh, SRC leadership votes. And so their their numbers in terms of youth on campus are quite strong. And if you look at where did the first salvos come in terms of this protest even, it was East London, in East London, young students who were coming out and starting the protest a little bit earlier than previously imagined. And then it was also young students again in, in, in Bramfontein in Hillborough who were coming out and starting off the protest. And so if you're going to kind of analyze this as a today thing, then you're going to completely miss the point. This is about the run up to the elections and making sure that the EFF is top of mind as uh, you know what is becoming increasingly clear is that the 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 fight now is for the number two spot because it becomes it's becoming more clear that the ANC is not likely to get that fifty percent, and so whoever becomes a second spot has the opportunity to be a kingmaker. We've seen the DA a month ago. The DA had had a, a protest where they went to Lutili House in Johannesburg and they went to provincial to the provincial offices of the ANC. And we didn't see this kind of Swat Khafar, uh, you know, dangerous hooligans narrative that we are seeing now. And that for me is very concerning. If we're going to start painting all protesters, let's use the same brush. Let's not because, you know, certain people are from a certain, from a certain political party happen to be a specific race and a specific class not think of them as people who have potential for violence, but certain people from a, po a certain political party who happen to be another mm. race and happen to be from another, you know, a another economic class, we think of them as hooligans. That's highly problematic. And it really harks back to the past when we start to see the kind of language that the state, uh, you know, that the government was using and also the kind of language that the DA itself was using. And neither of them as sitting governments have actually told us what are they planning to do about the concerns that the EFF is bringing both at a national level for the ANC and at a, at a Western Cape or a provincial level for, for the DA. Instead, they're telling us about, you know, they, they're using this very strong, very militaristic um, language that is completely unnecessary at this point. 
A quick one, um, and I agree with you that this has also to do with the 2024, although Julius Malema says that they'll only be launching their campaign in, in June, but it is looking ahead to the year 2024. Uh, observation that's made here by one of our listeners, Mtutuzi Dube, I read the tweet earlier on, he says that the EFF's national shutdown means that the ANC can no longer claim to be the only party that has a national footprint to organize and mobilize South Africans politically. They now require a different selling point. And if you look, for instance, at the hashtag, um, the hashtag Maibuyitwane um, protest by the ANC as well, is it's almost that there's this competition between the two parties around who has this ability to mobilize. I don't think it's necessarily just the two parties. I think that everybody is under pressure to deliver higher numbers than ever before. Because you must remember that 2019 saw the lowest number, the lowest possible votes that we've ever had in South Africa. And so all politicians are trying to make sure that at the next national election, we have as high participation as possible. And they want to make sure that their political party is the one that people vote for and is the one that people choose as as their choice. And I think that, you know, it like all of them are basically politicking and politicking. As I said, a month ago, it was the DA having a protest. A week ago, it was the ANC, and now it's the EFF. Neither of them have the moral ground, really, honestly speaking, on any of these issues because all of them have failed to deliver a government for us, uh, both as the the incumbent in terms of the ANC, as the incumbent in the in the Western Cape in terms of the DA, and as the opposition uh, politicians, because the ANC continues to do what it does because opposition allows it to. If we had an effective opposition, a lot of the things that South Africans end up having to fight for individually would not even become issues because they would use legislative powers, they would use the courts, and they would use all of the systems in their power in order to fight the ANC such that individuals don't have to stand up consistently and do this work. Thank you so much for your time. Asandan Washeng, who is a political analyst, and Natim Sezana on Twitter says that the real success of the so-called hashtag shutdown essay would be if the democratically elected president were to announce his resignation as per the key objective of today's exercise, claim no easy victories.